Water baptism is a signature to every follower of Christ. And we need to look at baptism through the words of Jesus and the lens of the apostles' teaching from Scripture. Okay? So here's my objective this morning. It's for us to allow God to take us from being fans. There may be some of you in here that you haven't taken that step as a believer to been baptized. So my objective is for you to be ushered in through the Holy Spirit to take that next step and get baptized. So we're going to look at Matthew chapter 3. And we're going to start on the PowerPoint. I had Rosie put 13 through 17, but I want to start out at verse 11 because I want to hear John the Baptist talk about uh, how important baptism is and, and how important the, the, the one that was to come, who, whom is Jesus, is. Let me pray first of all. Father, thank you for this first service. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us your word as the lamp unto our feet to guide us from not stumbling through life, but to give us clear direction so that we can walk in the attributes of God. And so as we open up your word, we pray that you uh, will, you and, and, and we will make the choice to open up our hearts and our minds to hear your words and put them into practice. And we pray this in Jesus' name and all of God's people said, amen. So John the Baptist is talking to all these multitudes of, of, of people that came around him, Jews, and he, he was baptizing them. He, he was the one that was going to usher in the way of Christ. And, and he said in verse 11, I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering the wheat or gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up all the chaff with unquenchable fire. So just thinking about that, he's talking about Jesus. He's going to come, and he's going he's to gather up the wheat, the true stock of God, and all of the tares, everything that's not from God, is going to burn it up. Amen? So he's going to pick up the followers, but the fans are going to be scattered. Are you with me? Then Jesus, this is where I want to get to, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? And Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. And let me just kind of uh, pause that real quick, because Jesus came to the earth as the Son of God, God in the flesh, but he's also the son of man. So he had to identify with mankind. So he got baptized so he could identify with each one of us. See, I'm not going to make you do something that I'm not going to do myself. Are you with me? And that's how he fulfilled all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. So that helps us, right? He went up out of the water. So baptism is through immersion. You can't come up out of the water unless you've been in the water. Are you with me? So sometimes we have uh, baptisms that are by sprinkling. And I'm not complaining about that. But if we're scriptural, 
we find out that baptism was always what? Immersion. Very good. Um, at that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love with him. I am well pleased. That's really, really interesting to us because Jesus, who is God the Son, when he was baptized, the Father said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And so it pleased him that he went and got baptized. So do you think that it pleases the Father when we take that step into baptism? Oh, yeah. It pleases our Father whenever we take that next step. Three things that I want to share or three points that I think are very important, very relative to the importance of baptism. First thing, baptism, be a follower, not a fan, by following the example of Jesus. When we ask ourselves the question, is water baptism important? I think we must start with the originator of our faith. If we start with Jesus, we find out that he is our example. Amen? I don't want to be a dry preacher. Let me get a drink. That, that context right there, John chapter 3, is right before he went into his public ministry. John chapter 4 talks to us about when Jesus went into the wilderness to meet the devil and be tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. And before he went into this challenge by the enemy, we find that he took the step to be water baptized. It makes us realize just how important it is to be baptized, right? He knew the importance of fulfilling all righteousness as the Bible tells us. And I love the way the NLT, I'm going to read the same scripture in the NLT. Matthew 3, 13 through 15. It says, Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you. He said, why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. Interesting. The way the NLT puts it. Amen. So there's something about baptism that is pretty special. And I'm going to talk about how baptism does not save you. You're not saved through baptism. You're saved by faith in Jesus. You with me? But baptism is so important that as we look at it, it fulfills righteousness. Amen? How do we know that? Because the Bible tells us so. And another, in another translation, it says we must do all that is required. So baptism is a requirement. It's something that all believers do. Are you with me? So someone that has not been baptized, we have not taken that step that God desires for everyone to take. If there is a foundation that water baptism is important for all believers, it's the fact that Jesus is our example. 
And as Jesus comes out of the water, the heavens were opened, the spirit descends from heaven in the form of a dove, and he set upon him, and the Father speaks of his pleasure in God the Son. Beloved, what I see in the scriptures is that when Jesus came out of the Jordan River, there was a celebration. For the heavens to be opened and the Holy Spirit to come in the form of a dove and to land on Christ Jesus, there was a party going on. And when I think about that, I think about what happens every time that a person comes publicly before the church and they get water baptized. I think that the heavens are opened up and I think that God celebrates what a wonderful event has taken place. Water baptism is super cool in heaven. I use this word a lot. I think they get stoked. Right? I heard Jacob yesterday. I'm stoked, Dad. I'm stoked about this. Amen, son. That's awesome. So water baptism is very, very important. Um, He identified with sinful man, though he would never sin. And he did this to reveal to us a pattern that would follow for his followers. And that is that we go from being in the fan club to being a part of the family when we take the step of baptism. Mark's gospel recaptures this when he writes, One day Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and John baptized him in the Jordan River. And, I, and I, I love Mark's gospel. How many of you are gospel readers? You, you read through the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Every gospel has a different flavor. Matthew's gospel has a Jewish flavor because he was writing to a Jewish audience. You can see that in the way that he writes. Mark's gospel is a very uh, Roman-centered gospel, or, or for people that can't take a long time reading, it was, it was, it was, he went through it real quick, and he just brought the points, the the very, uh, uh, the, the points that make you just straightforward, move, move this way, did this. He don't go in, he don't expand on things. And so when you read Mark's gospel, he, he gets right to the point. Jesus came and John baptized him. Have you ever had, there's, kind, there's different kinds of people. There's a person that can tell you a story. And, and when they start telling you, it, you, you're thinking, this would not take long. Get to the point but they take the long journey and they give you the the scenic route and they tell you everything and you're thinking like that's great that's great mark doesn't take the scenic route he gets right to the point he says jesus came from nazareth and john baptized him so if anyone has a problem with water baptism being important to our faith in Christ, Jesus will give us a defining answer because he is our example. Point number two, baptism, be a follower, not a fan, by fulfilling what Christ commands. I'm really big on baptisms. And I think that everyone that is walking with Jesus is big on baptisms because Jesus was big on baptisms. He made it his emphasis 
that his followers would be baptized and that they would baptize others. And so people begin to come to faith in Christ as they, as they trust in him for the forgiveness of their sins. And the Bible tells us that Jesus doesn't nonchalantly say, maybe you should get baptized. But Jesus says he commands for all his followers to be baptized. It's what separates us from being a fan and makes us a follower. In fact, in Matthew 28, 18 and 19, this is called the Great Commission. Jesus told his, his disciples, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And he said, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He said, go make followers because Jesus doesn't want a fan club. He desires family members. And you know you're in the family because you gladly get baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Spirit. Beloved, baptism from Jesus' perspective was never optional. It was and is what his followers do. Not because it saves you, but because it reveals that you believe and trust in him. And better yet, not only do you believe in him, you obey him. Because Jesus didn't just come to become our savior. He's also our Lord. So we have his salvation when we trust in him, but we also submit ourselves to his authority. So baptism is doing that, submitting to his authority. Baptism is an outward sign of an inward commitment. You made a commitment to Christ. You confessed him as Lord. Baptism is just saying, you know what? I trusted in him. The Holy Spirit has come. He's made his home in me. Now I am going to show everyone that I am a follower by going into the water. Very, very, very important that we do that. It's us opening our hearts to Christ in faith, confessing him as our Lord, and stepping out on our faith with our obedience to being baptized. Point number three. Point number three. Be a follower, not a fan, by demonstrating that you are a believer. By demonstrating that you are a believer. It's important that we understand this, and I want you to please grab a hold of this. Baptism doesn't make you a believer. It demonstrates that you already believe. It's important to understand that baptism does not save you. You're saved only by your faith in Jesus Christ. We got that? But it's also equally important to note that every believer in Jesus Christ in the New Testament was baptized. The only exception of a believer, that one that trusted in Christ, that did not get baptized, was the thief that was on the cross next to Jesus. But if the Romans would have let him down off the cross. I'm just throwing this in. He probably would have got baptized too. Amen. Every other example in the New Testament tells us. That believers got baptized. 
Baptism is a celebration of your newfound faith in the Savior of mankind. And you're not baptized. This is important, beloved. You're not baptized into a denomination. You're baptized into Christ. When you come here and you get dunked in this, in this uh, baptismal right here, you are not baptized into Living Word Chapel. When people tell me I was baptized a blank, I was baptized a blank denomination, I'm talking, okay? I think to myself, well, maybe you should be baptized into Christ. You see the difference? We are not baptized into a denomination. We're baptized into Christ. People are not baptized for you. You ever heard of certain religious groups that say they can baptize for the dead? They can baptize this person by faith even if they're not there? <laughs> no, not scriptural. People are not to make you get baptized. In other words, I'm not here saying, you got to get baptized. No. It's a decision you make to follow the commandment of Christ when you trust in him for your salvation. Here's the amazing thing about New Testament believers. As people trusted in Christ, they didn't wait around for a discipleship class. In the, in the modern church, we formalize so many things. We really do. In the New Testament, what I read in the New Testament, people gave their lives to Jesus. They went to the Jordan River. Let's just go, right? John, move over, please, you know. Right? They didn't wait around. There's no water, thank Jesus. What if there would have been water right there? Yeah, we, we formalize things. We say, you need to take this class. You got to do this. You got to make sure that, you know, you know what you're doing. If you trust in Jesus, get baptized. If you put your faith in him, don't complicate things. Well, you know that if you start behaving a certain way, now you can get baptized. Baloney and macaroni. You're never going to get to that place. Let's be New Testament Christians. Those that trust in Jesus, get baptized, let the Holy Spirit work. Then the discipling begins. And the discipling is a lifelong process. Amen. Didn't we read that in Romans? You go down this road and, and you take steps of faith and year after year you're becoming more like Christ. And then you, you, you're like that until the end of your life. You take your last breath, and before you take your last breath, you still aren't perfect. That's why people, when, when, when we go see them, at, sometimes before the, uh, they're, they're in their deathbed, some of them will say, I have not done enough. I haven't done enough yet. No, you'll never do enough. Jesus paid it all. Are you with me? So when we go to baptism, baptism is not about you performing a certain way or you being a certain uh, this level, it's about you trusting in Jesus for your sins and taking that next step to go into that water and be baptized. The, the first church sermon ever recorded in the Bible was by Peter, and the Bible tells us that so then those who had received his word, they were baptized, 
And there were added to that day, I mean, that day about 3,000 souls. Now, that's a baptism service. Wouldn't it be great? I'm praying that we have 30 people that we baptize here on, on uh, um, Back to Church Sunday. There are, there's 30 people that have given their life to Jesus in the last three months. I know that because I see hands going up. Now, if you've raised your hand and you've given your life to Jesus, it's time to get baptized. Amen. What I want us to grab a hold of is that when people believed and they trusted in Christ and they became followers, they were immediately baptized. And here's my question to you. What's keeping you from being baptized? You see, I was raised in a denomination where they baptized infants. And I won't say anything bad about that denomination. I, I love my brothers and sisters that are in that denomination. But as I trusted in, in Jesus as an adult and gave my life to him, the Bible convinced me, hear me, the Bible convinced me I, not my parents, was responsible for obeying the Lord's command in water baptism. When you as an infant have been baptized, it's not you that made a choice. When as an adult you place your faith in Jesus, you know what you're doing and you take that next step. Okay? The Bible needs to be our guide, not tradition. The Bible shows us of a Jewish religious leader that helps us to go beyond tradition to following the words of Jesus. His name was Crispus. And he was the leader of the synagogue. And everyone in his household believed in the Lord. And then it says many others in Corinth also heard Paul. And they became believers. And it says this about each one of them. And they were what? Baptized. What I want for us to see is that when people believed, their trust in Jesus was accompanied with fulfilling observance of baptism. So if you have not been water baptized as a believer, what are you waiting for? It's a celebration. You go from being a fan to a follower. And this is what you're going to do, beloved. You're going to follow the example of Jesus. That's a pretty good example. If I was going to do anything, that would nail it right there. Follow the example of Jesus. When was Jesus baptized? As a baby? As an adult? Okay? He helped us out. Fulfilling what Christ commands. So not only is, is, is baptism uh, uh, something that we read in the Bible, but Jesus commands. For every believer to be baptized. And then the third thing that's very important is it demonstrates that you are a believer. You go into that water. Everyone celebrates with you. And everyone sees that you're identifying with Jesus Christ. Amen. So here's the great news. And this is really good news. Okay. I believe we're going to have many baptisms. In the next couple of weeks. Because I know we have. I know we have at least three this next Sunday. Because I got an email this week. From a special lady. That's been coming to the church. And she said. I am go I'm just about to tr uh, have a birthday. I want to start out my new venture in life. With celebrating the baptism. Of being a follower of Jesus Christ. You know. So she's going into that. But I also believe we're going to have many, many, many. On Back to Church Sunday. And I'm praying. I'm praying. That you, beloved, 
are going to be in some of those that will be baptized. Amen? And here's the other good news. That's just a part of it. TJ's done. Stick a fork in me. I'm done already. And I'm like, we're really early? Isn't that cool? You will be 